Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on Sunday, March 28, 2021. And happy Passover to anyone who is celebrating, and a good Palm Sunday to anyone who's getting ready for Easter next week. And we are in a very interesting little astrological time. So one of the things that we should be paying attention to is the fact that Mars, and we're going to start with Mars, and Mars likes when we start with him, the fact that Mars is doing something very interesting and good for the betterment of all of us, um, which is that Mars has been in Gemini now for several weeks, and it is getting closer. Close. It was getting closer and closer to the North Node, and it popped over the North Node in the last couple of days. And one of the reasons this is so important is that all the planets, all the planets, with the exception of the occasional moon, all the planets have been between the South Node and the North Node. So starting with the South Node in Sagittarius, through Gemini, all of the planets have been clustered on one side of the Zodiac with Pluto and Capricorn and Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius. And then the, like the inner planets going through, you know, Aquarius and Pisces and Aries. But this has been going on since everything passed over the South node back in Sagittarius, which was November of last year. So this is something very important um, because this is a very unusual pattern. And when all of the planets, you know, they can be on one side of the zodiac, but they're between the nodes, the nodes of fate, the nodes of destiny, the nodes of karma. And so when Mars being the leader and the trailblazer burst through and kept going over the north node, it was a breath of fresh air for everyone, a breaking of some sort of karma and an initiation of some sort and new energy. So I think it's fascinating and appropriate for Mars to be the planet that popped over that North Node because he's the guy that leads the Zodiac. He rules Aries, the first sign. He likes to be first. It's if it's a self-oriented planet and it is a very interesting, interesting um, configuration because we've had this for months. And I think a lot of the tension people have been feeling and a lot of the, the processing of last year has had to go through, has had caused us to make, uh, to make this progress and this association and this assimilation of energy through the cycle. So imagine, imagine that the Zodiac, as I said on Instagram yesterday, the Zodiac is one big pizza. And on one side of the pizza, there's toppings, there's black olives, there's pepperoni, there's mushrooms. And the other side of the pizza has just, you know, cheese. That's what the Zodiac has looked like, except the dividing line between the side with the toppings and the side with just cheese is like a line of great importance. It is the line of, you know, where karma gets shifted. And so this is a really good opening and an opening and a burst forward to clear out old stuff. Because for months and months and months, we've, we've experienced only planets, except for the moon, which whizzes through for two weeks on the other side of the zodiac. Um, 
but opposes all those planets one by one. And we've experienced all this energy in one area of the, of the zodiac, between the nodes. And it's the between the nodes factor that is very important because it's that fate, it's that karma, it's that destiny. And things that we've been doing up until now, it's not like they haven't mattered, but now we're starting to sort of move forward. And so then there was this full moon today. So here where I live in my community, we did brunch. We celebrated with brunch. We had a 20-person brunch, and we were very busy cooking and serving and having everyone together outside and any excuse to give us to have a party. Um, <laughs> it's like the other day we said, hey, let's celebrate, you know, new energy. And so um, one of the gals here walked around and told everyone why we were having this brunch is because we decided to celebrate new beginnings. And this is a new beginning because when Mars goes to the North Node, it's, it's an initiation of some sort. It's the beginning of some sort of new energy and it is where we're supposed to be feeling more fulfilled. Now Mars will be on the other side of the zodiac past all the other planets and things are going to start to balance out and not be so extreme and intense and really in that whole section that generates a good amount of karma. Now, it's going to be months before everything else starts to follow and, and get into Gemini because the sun won't get, go into Gemini until May. And, you know, then the other planets will, will follow. Mercury will probably get there a little sooner. But once we, once we start having planets move over that north, though, then it's going to feel a little more normal again. But right now it's Mars, and he carries a lot of energy. It's not like it's, um, it's not like, you know, something Mars just sort of moved and nothing happened. Mars, Mars like triggered that North Node. So very, very important. So see in your life where you're feeling newness and where things are moving in a different direction and where you feel like, and North Node is about direction. It is about our fulfillment direction and where you feel like you're, you're going in the direction where you need to be fulfilled and leaving behind things that might not be fulfilling. And so walking forward, um, you know, we all have to balance ourselves. And that's what today's full moon was about, balance, because the full moon has been in Libra, which is the sign of balance and serenity and harmony and peace. And Libra moons don't like to ruffle the emotional feathers. They like things to be serene. But Remember, full moons are always the sun opposite the moon. The opposition to Libra is Aries, and so the sun is in Aries. It's sign of exaltation, and it likes to be. It likes Aries, you know. It's exalted there. It's strong there, and Mars is the ruler of Aries, and so Mars made this big transition, and the full moon got highlighted by this, and Mars is making a nice aspect to the full moon. A little wide, but it's making a nice aspect to the full moon. It's talking nicely. When uh, we had the full moon earlier this afternoon, which is another reason we celebrated here, um, a lot of Libras here, um, <laughs> there's a real feeling of um, trying to balance, as I said before, balance the part of us that wants the harmony versus the part of us that's feisty and sexy and energetic, which is Aries. 
And it's very interesting because Venus was with the moon, was, was with the sun, I'm sorry. And it rules the moon. Venus rules the moon because Venus rules Libra. And it was with the sun it, together at the same time in this full moon. And so it's very, it's very Venusian. There's a lot of Venus energy. There's a lot of uh, desire for beauty and aesthetic and harmony and peace. And although Venus is not necessarily peaceful in Aries, she, she dons her warrior hat, you know, and she is more feisty, sexy, independent in Aries. And so she's, you know, added a, a touch of, you know, flirtatiousness and sexiness to this full moon today. The other thing is that Chiron was part of this full moon today. And Chiron is the little planet toyed or asteroid, whichever they decide to call it these days, that was, um, you know, in mythology, he was the wounded healer. He lived in a cave and he practiced music and medicine and healing and, and wrote and journaled and, and, you know, healed people and wrote music. And it was, he was an interesting character and a deep character, but he had a wound that was not sustainable in his life. And so he got put among the stars because he was half mortal and half God. And so Chiron represents where our wounds are and where we need to be aware of our wounds and not allow them to overcome us. And so when Sun and Venus contact Chiron in a full moon, <laughs> Chiron gets Chiron gets uh, tossed around a bit and Chiron gets activated. And each of us, each of us has a full, uh, has a Chiron in our chart and each of us has wounds. Well, obviously, we're all wounded in some way, whether it's physically or emotionally or somehow we're wounded. We've got wounds. We've got things. Everybody's got something that they go back to time and again and they think about. And what Chiron represents is the integration of what is our story and our birth legend and our wound from wherever it comes from in our life. And this one might be about love because Venus and Chiron were together today and they were exactly together earlier this morning. But if you, if you look at it a little more closely, it's really about sort of the, the healing and the integration of a wound in, in the midst of finding, you know, peace and harmony and serenity versus being active and motivated. So there was this, there was this trying to be balanced today between the part of us that likes to be motivated and, and feisty and energetic and the other part of us that wants to not rock the boat and likes to to have everything in aesthetic order. <laughs> Everything's pleasing. Everything is pleasant. And so one of the things about Chiron is the Chiron sort of pinches us a bit. I think, I think Chiron's a pinch. And depending on how you feel when, you know, Sun and Chiron, Venus and Chiron come together, like on a day like today, maybe you didn't notice it. Some of us felt it. And it was one of those things where we need to integrate Chiron, um, this wounded guy, into our lives in a way that we can 
We don't have to tell our story over and over again. We know our story. We integrate the story. We healed from the story. We are reminded of our story, our wounded story, but we don't feel the need to emotionally wrap ourselves into a pretzel over it anymore. And that's the evolution of Chiron in our lives, wherever it is. Now, when you're younger, you're going to be like, ha, huh, and this happened. And so hopefully by the time we gain wisdom in our lives, whatever age that may be, we don't want to reach back for the same level of emotion when um, we get some visit from Chiron. So Chiron's in Aries, the sun is in Aries, Venus is in Aries, and it's about self-fulfillment because it was about really understanding a sense of self versus the sense of self versus other. Other is Libra. That's always the other person across the table from you. And so when we're dealing with Aries, especially Chiron in Aries, we need to be very aware of not bending to the will of the rest of the world. And so Chiron gets triggered in your chart <laughs> and you revisit some sort of wound, but you integrate it. You're always integrating it. And so again, Chiron in Aries and people who have Chiron Aries, and those people are around 50 years old or so now, or in their early 50s, um, those people have to be very aware that they need to be their own self despite what other people want, despite what their family wants, despite with whatever the rest of the world desires them to be. And this people confront this all the time. You know, people are confronting being self versus what everyone wants. You know, we wanted our son to be a lawyer and he's decided to be an artist. Well, he's staying true to himself. And Chiron in Aries is about that solitary path that the person takes when they are true to themselves. And it often means that they are alone and they feel alone. And they, not that they don't relate to other people, it's maybe they feel at, sometimes unsupported or sometimes just, well, this is my decision and I have to live with it. And I, I can't become what you know, my wife or husband or whoever wants to become, me to become. Um, so, it's, and I say that in the partnership sense because Aries Libra, that's me and you, it's partnerships. And so we have to stay true to ourselves, especially when we've got three planets clustered in Aries. It's the truth of self. And Chiron reminds us you know, it could have just been a happy little Venus sun thing opposite the moon in Libra. And it would have been, oh, let's go shopping. Let's do this. Let's do that. But some of the things that we have suffered from in these months and the fact that there's a full moon with Chiron, it's, it's the suffering. We, a lot of people are wounded from this last year, a lot. And so we are suffering um, the experience and moving beyond it as Mars is telling us to. So all of those planets ruled by Mars, Mars made a major leap forward and we don't need to go back to the past and relive it. We need to stay true to ourself and our path. And that is the important thing about these three staying in Aries. 
okay, so, you know, there are going to be people on your path, but maybe they can't be there hundred <laughs> percent. Maybe, maybe your parents are like, good, well, you've decided not to be a lawyer and you've decided to be an artist instead. Okay. We support you. We're not in like, we're not in love with it, but okay. You know, if it makes you happy and if it's what you need to do to stay true to yourself, all right, we get it. You know, it's when you, that's the easy part. If it's when you're on that path alone and everyone just sort of doesn't understand. And that happens a lot too. So we need to just be aware of that. And we need to remain in self-awareness of what fulfills us and what takes us in a direction of newness and maybe sometimes a little solitary, but, but it's okay. It's okay. Um, ultimately people are there to support us because we have the moon in Libra today. So welcome, welcome the full moon, welcome the Mars over the North node, a lot of Marsy energy, lots of straightforward forthrightness and all systems go. So I think it's fascinating that all of the planets have been sectioned off in that one area of the Zodiac and nothing, nothing. It's like no one was willing to step forward and be independent and sound their voice until Mars. And it would only be Mars. <laughs> it would only be Mars to be, to lead the pack out of the, the bracket of the nodes, out of the bracket of karma. And I mean, literally for me, things broke. <laughs> there were things that broke the other day. Don't want to get into that story. And um, we we each felt some sort of break with our past, with with um, something that was holding us back from healing. And that was that's a big thing too right now. So the other thing is that our friend Mercury is going to change signs this week. And he indeed is going into Aries. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's funny because I just sat here two weeks ago and said, Mercury's going into Pisces. And you're going to say, Deb, Mercury just changed signs and it's already changing signs again. Yes, friends, it is. And one of the things about Mercury changing signs so quickly and Mercury goes into Aries on the third, which is Saturday. Um, one of the things about Mercury changing signs so quickly is that he's now he's at his normal speed. When he went retrograde in Aquarius, he was slower, he stayed in Aquarius a long time. Then he went into, it took him a long time to get out of Aquarius and into Pisces. And then he just zipped through Pisces and now he's getting ready to leave Pisces and move into Aries. So that means that we're going to have a bunch of planets in Aries <laughs> this week, which is actually pretty funny because when you think about it, we it's been this train. It's been, you know, everything in Aquarius and then everything in Pisces and now a whole host of planets in Aries, which is the next sign. And I find it interesting and fascinating that we just keep getting these clusters and Right now we have the sun in Aries, we have Venus in Aries, and we have Chiron in Aries, as you know, as we just discussed. But at the end of the week, Mercury will be there. So there'll be the three planets and then Chiron, who is the, the planetoid, asteroid, heavenly body. <laughs> and um, 
so that's that's really an interesting. So now we've got like four planets hanging out in Aries, or four things hanging out hanging out in Aries, and it went very quickly. Like things were in Pisces, and that week when everything was in Pisces was really tough for people. And I explained, and I think that was last week, where I explained the week before, and and how we we really were swimming, and we were swimming, and we were dealing with the the more frightening aspects of the unknown and Neptune and not being able to see in front of us. Now, this promotes a lot of direction, a lot, because it's all ruled by Mars. And so all four of these bodies, these heavenly bodies, refer to Mars, who's in Gemini, who has now stepped over the North Node. So I think this is a fascinating development. I think we're ready to, like, turn on the car, you know, get the ignition turned over and start rolling. And it may not entirely feel like that because, as we know, things are still very unknown. People don't know what they're doing. People are not aware of what's happening. And, you know, some places are still locked down. We're still in, you know, quasi-pandemic mode. Some people are vaccinated. Um, yeah, you know, Mars rules shots and needles and stuff. So anything Aries-oriented is very sharp. Knives, needles things like that, hammers, tacks, uh, nails. So that's, that's that experience of, of all this Aries energy. So now things are going to move very quickly, move very quickly. And Mercury, before it leaves Pisces, is going to meet up with Neptune. And Neptune is, you know, in the 20s, sort of toward the end of the sign of Pisces. It's going into its last third of Pisces and Neptune and Mercury are meeting tomorrow the 29th. And so this is a really good time for stillness. This is a really good time for meditation. This is a really good time for making a wish. And here we are with the full moon and the Mercury Pi Mercury and Pisces on Neptune. And this is a great time to make a wish, but make it a forward thinking wish, not like like a longing for the past wish, <laughs> you know, make it a, even though Mercury and Neptune and Pisces are, are a little more, um, you know, they, they're more emotional and sensitive and, uh, and Aries just wants to move, you know, they are really, uh, much more, um, visionary oriented right now. So your wish, this is why I'm saying it's a good time to make a wish. Your wish should contain some sort of vision. Vision should be included in this. And it's been very hard to have clear vision when there wasn't a whole lot in fire. You know, fire says, okay, got the vision, let's go make it happen. So when all that water was happening two weeks ago, I was like, oh, is that really my vision? What's my vision? I don't know. I can't see clearly. Aries gives us clarity. Mars moving over the North Node gives us clarity. Um, it was, it has been some sort of breakthrough. And this is the good news. This is the good news. So this is important. Um, in the meantime, other things are going to happen this week. The sun is going to speak nicely to Saturn. That's always a good thing. When, when the force of life speaks well to the planet of discipline and duty, and that would be on... Um, the 31st and then we are going to have some nice relationship between um 
um, the sun and the moon later in the week when, you know, the sun is in Aries and the moon is in Sagittarius, moon moves into Sagittarius this week. And then, um, so the moon talks nicely to the sun and then talks nicely to Jupiter and talks nicely to Saturn because they, um, they're an Aquarius and the moon and Sag likes that. So there's like, they're in agreement. There's like forward, there's a lot of forward moving energy this week, moon and a fire sign. Now, all of a sudden we went from not having any fire in the sky to having an abundance of fire and all the, the, the energy of water is really starting to calm down and move out. And we're, we're really moving into a fiery time. And this is happening like whiplash style. Like all of a sudden your head turns like around 180 degrees. Like, what was that? What was that? What just happened? And we went from all this air, which is very electric to all this water, which is very sensitive and, and visionary, but also cloudy. Then now we're, we're in this fire where it's just, we're in the heat of that moment and we're ready to go, 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 go. And it's like, wait, 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 you know, don't forget to sleep. That's, that's Neptune and Pisces and Mercury reminding us to sleep and don't forget to meditate and don't forget, don't get taken away by too much energy. And that's the caveat uh, in all of this. It's like, yeah, yeah, let's go. No, (laughs) we still, there's still a certain amount of planets in earth. You know, Uranus is in earth and, and Pluto's in earth. And those are big guys in earth. And we still need to remain grounded while we clarify the vision and move forward one step at a time move forward one step at a time. You know, this is not a time for, for, um, you know, just, just pressing the pedal to the metal at all costs. We have to, we're still trying to balance everything. We still need uh, energy in all four elements. And that's really important. And we're going to continue. We'll definitely have air will definitely have earth will definitely have water because longer standing slower moving planets are in those signs it's the fire right now we've been so inactive for so long we want to take advantage of the moment and so it's important to just be very conscious and self-aware there it is again being self-aware that you are moving not impulsively but with intent and a certain amount of caution. The planets in Aries are nicely having a conversation with Saturn and Jupiter because they like Aquarius. So this is actually very good. This is, you know, Saturn saying, okay, remember, remember we're having to do things one step at a time. Remember we're assimilating something big that's happened to all of us. And remember that we're not we're not ready to be impulsive. And this is, you know, we're seeing a lot of this as I've had in conversations with my, with my students, you know, we're seeing a lot of this where people are just like, okay, we can finally go out now. Let's go out. They were stir crazy for so long. Let's just go. And so there's a lot of that, but we need to be cautious at the same time. You know, people are too eager to move forward. Um, there is a lot of moving forward in the air right now, but we do need that that grounded feeling, and we do need Saturn to be present in support of that, which it is. So I like the way things are arranging themselves, although, you know, 
<laughs> we, we want it now. We want it now with all this Aries. We want it now. And we, we have to um, remember to have some patience in all this. And Uranus is in Taurus. <laughs> and so there's a, there's a part of us that really knows the meaning of patience and has to, and if you don't, then you learn the meaning of patience. So, so this is what's, this is what's on schedule for this week. Now, as far as the moon is concerned, right now we know it's in Libra and, um, it goes void. Of course, it's going to be in Libra all day tomorrow. It goes void, of course, at 8.08 PM Eastern time, and then moves into Scorpio in the wee hours of Tuesday, Eastern time, and then stays in Scorpio all day Tuesday into all day Wednesday when 8.30 Wednesday night, it goes void. And again, the wee hours on Thursday, the moon moves into Sagittarius. That's April 1st. The moon moves into Sagittarius. And um, then we move into um, Friday where it's in Sagittarius all day. And then it's void, of course, uh, very in the wee hours again on Saturday in Sagittarius. Um, but, you know, if you live in this region of the world where you're in the Eastern time zone or, or you know, Pacific or Central time zone, you are going to get these in the middle of the night. And the moon will move into Capricorn Saturday, uh, 4.13 a.m. Eastern time. And that is really a very short void moon and interestingly enough so people in this region of the world are going to miss that void moon they're not going to have that void moon um they'll be sleeping hopefully and then mercury moves into aries like i said on saturday but very late at night 11 41 p.m saturday night eastern time and then sunday uh the moon is on easter if you're celebrating easter the moon will be in Capricorn, so a little more of a serious moon. And next Monday, the 5th, it will be void in Capricorn, 3.05 a.m. Eastern Time. And then eventually, like that, later that morning, it's going to go into Aquarius. But we'll talk about Monday next week. Um, so what's the takeaway? This week, we, we need to just remember to secure our vision, to be very very patient with ourselves and patient with others and to secure our vision despite how motivated we are despite how ready to break free we are despite how ready to break out we are and there's a lot of that in the air right now and so much so much energy in Aries now after having so much energy in Pisces um, we just need to keep the vision in sight and keep it grounded and then move one step at a time so that we don't get carried away and we don't get impulsive. No impulsive purchases. No impulsive purchases. Okay. And we don't get carried away and we just remember that it's, you know, it's still, things are still hanging in the air a little bit. Okay. Um, but you know, Mars has moved out of that bracket of planets, not everybody else. So we're encouraged to take our steps forward, but make them, make them very important, concrete, focused steps that serve your life and fulfill you. So there you go. 
no more four planets in water. <laughs> but now we're going to move into the time of fire. Um, enjoy this time of fire too. As we move, as the sun is exalted in Aries, and as we move into this time of you know spring holidays, it's important to enjoy this fire energy because it's not going to be with us all year. It's not. And we had a lot more of that last year, but we're, we're going to be feeling the absence of fire um, on occasion during, out, during the course of the year. So I would really just enjoy these days and, feel, and enjoy the energy and feel motivated, but don't have an accident, <laughs> no impulsive purchases, no headstrong, hot-headed moments, okay? And um, you are, you know, just staying aware of your vision. Stay aware of your vision and just keep on your path and you'll be okay. Thank you so much for listening. Gratitude to each and every one of you. This is the Golden Astrologer Podcast. And if you'd like to book a session with me, you can go to thegoldenastrologer.com book online. You can also buy astrocartography reports there. You can visit me on Instagram, the Golden Astrologer, where I do many videos and um, discuss the astrology that's current during the week. And, you know, as that happens, as I'm doing those videos, I'm feeling out what things feel like. I'm telling you the week ahead, but those are a little more bite-sized nuggets of information that are based on the emotions of the time because the moon is triggering things all week. So it's, it's good to have that back up to listen to in addition to this. And I'm on Twitter at Deb Astrology, and I look forward to seeing you, hearing you, if you would like to visit me in any of those places or have a session. And thank you so much again for listening. Have a beautiful week and beautiful holidays.